uh, what we've been discussing up until Parag Gimel, and the first two Prakim, he just introduced us, obviously, in Parag Aleph with many kashas. That's what we began off Parag Aleph with. And then he explained to us at the end of Parag Aleph, this tremendous Yisoyed, which is not his own Yisoyed, it's Yisoyed from Chaim Vital, that every single person contains within him, or I shouldn't say every person, every Yid contains within him two nefashas. One nefesh is the nefesh of Bahamas. And that nefesh of Bahamas, even though one would think that it's similar and comparable to the nefesh Bahamas of a guy, but it's not. Because the nefesh Bahamas of a Yid comes from Klippas and Naiga. The nefesh Bahamas of a guy comes from Gimel Klippas at Meis. That's one aspect. That's the nefesh Bahamas. And then the second thing he said is every Yid has a chelak leikai mamish. Every Yid has a nefesh of a kiss. We'll see that it calls the nefesh sechlius also. That's called the nefesh of the kiss, which is the godly soul. The, the soul, which is a chelik alekai mamash. We described in Parag Beis the maila of what that nefesh alekis is and the, what, and the way that it differs from the rest of creation. It's different because it's ve'yipach ba'ap of nishmas chayim. It doesn't, it's not created through an utterance. It's not created through words. It's not created through dibur, through mamarim. It's created through anficha. And man de nafach, metoiche nafach. He who blows, blows from within himself. And therefore the nafichah of the neshama, which is a chelik alekai mal of every single yid, is on a level which is higher and greater and more close to the essence than anything else is. And really, it is a piece of the essence, a piece of godliness itself, which is being expressed inside every single year. That's what we said in Parag Bays, and then we just got involved at the end of Parag Bays in the concept of the difference between Sadiqim and regular people, and the difference in Madragas between different Neshamas, Neshamas that come from the Matzilas, from Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, different levels of Neshama. We spoke the past two weeks about the idea of Iskashras, Sadiqim attaching oneself to a Tzadik, having a real Indian of Iskashras, and how a person could do that. Again, we spoke about it in a very, in a very short manner. We didn't spend more than maybe an hour, an hour and a half on it, and obviously we can spend many, many, many hours on it. And it's a topic which Mitzvah Shem will have many years to continue exploring and continue discussing because this is one of the central, central themes of Teresa Chesidus. Really, all Panimis Atero, but specifically when it comes to Teresa Chesidus, this concept of Eskashus Sadikim, what that means, what that looks like, why that's important. So we, we give a brief, a brief overview, but Mitzvah uh, we have to continue on to Paragimel, otherwise we're not gonna, uh, we're not gonna be able to turn, turn many pages. So we're up to Paragimel, and in Paragimel, what he's going to do, the Baltani is going to do like this. In Paragimel through Parakeh, he just, he gave us the basic overview of the fact that there are two nefashais in every single, in every single Yid. And now he's going to go into the actual components of what those neshamas are made up of. Right? If you ask the average person, what is your neshama? So I'll tell you, uh, I don't know, right? It's something spiritual. It's, it's, I don't know. It's the part of me that feels connected to Hashem. The Baltani doesn't leave us just with the concept of it's a chelik alikaimimal. What he does in Paragimel to Parakei is going to give us very, very specific breakdowns of what the Neshaman's components are, what it's made out of, how it expresses itself, and what its purpose is, what its role is. So Mamela, when we say the word Neshama, we're able to understand that that's a very, that's a, you know, a very non, you know, uh, uh, Express, express type of word. It's a word which is very vague. It's in the shaman. We'll talk about even this, even in the chalakim, this three chalakim and the shaman, which you mentioned before. And in the three chalakim, this ten chalakim, this ten spheres. And each one of those ten spheres do something else. And then there's the three levushim, then machshava, dibur, and maisa. We have to really figure out what is the neshama. And once we understand what the neshama is, then we can move on to the nefesh of Bahamas, which he's going to talk about in Perak Vav to Perakhes. He's going to break it down also in the same way, the same way he does, breaks down the nefesh of a kiss. He's going to do the same thing with the nefesh of Bahamas and break it down also in terms of what its components are, what it's made out of, how it expresses itself, what its roles are, what its challenges are. We'll break it down. And then once we get back to past Perakhes, when we actually have a real working understanding of what the Nefesh Bahamas is and what the Nefesh Elikis is, then we move on to Perak Tess, where he gets back to the original point of the Sefer, which is to talk about the difference between Bainanim 
And Sadiqim, as we said in Perak Aleph, not just in a general way, the way we normally talk about a Rosh Kippur, but talk about it in the way where it's who they are at their core, not just in terms of actions. And that's what I'll get to in Perak Tessanon, and obviously with many, many other things along the way, but getting back to the source and the core of the Sefer, which is to figure out what is a Bainini, what's the challenge of a Bainini, how do we become a Bainini, why do we want to be a Bainini, how is it possible to become a Tzadik? I'll talk about all that once we go to Perak Tessanon. So that's really what we're going to be involved in from Perak Gimel. The parakei, we're going to be talking about the, the pratim of the nefesh of the kiss. So he says like this, V'hine, paragimel, it's on page Zion. V'hine kol b'china madrega, m'sholosh e'la. Every b'china madrega, m'sholosh e'la nefesh, ruach, and roshama, klula me'eser b'chinas, k'neged eser sviris al-yoynas, sh'neshtal shalom mehen. Every single one of these b'chinas of the neshama, every single one of these parts of the neshama, which is the nefesh, ruach, and neshama, contain within it, Ten spheres. Then within the ten spheres, which are connected, the ten spheres are yonis. And we're going to say that they're going to be split up into two parts. So just to explain, and I think we've mentioned this before, what, what does it mean, nefesh, ruach, and neshama? And so I just, uh, just uh, copied over here the, the, the Lashon of the, Shal- the Shalko Gulam, which is Ariza who writes, over, who writes the following thing. He says, chazal ki nefesh. Ariza, five chalakim to the neshama. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, yichida. Those are the five, me'mato, lamala. Working from down, working up their five parts. We don't talk... The Iker, especially when we're talking about Derech Havar, the Bachai Nechida, those are called Makifim, those are above the person. With the Iker we talk about, the Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, that's definitely what we're talking about in Sefer Tanya. That's what we're focusing on, Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. You'll find that the, 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 the Chabad Svarim, it looks, it's Nun Reish Nun, that stands for Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. It's, it's, in general, when you learn Chabad Svarim, I mean, not so much in Tanya, but you open up the Kutatera Tera R, there's a whole world of, 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 of abbreviations that you've never seen in any other sefer other than Chabad. Mamali Kalam, the Sev Kalam, Yehudi La, Yehud Tata, There's so many different things that you've never seen before, and it's like a hole in the world. Like I remember when I first started learning like Sefer Chabad, I was learning with all the I was like, like I don't even know how to like I can't think of anything that I can put into those words. You have to first know a lot of it. You have to know the terminology, and then you can figure out how to. If you don't know if you don't know Yehudi Tata, there's no way you would guess. That Yehud Tata Yurchez Vav Tov stands for Yehud Tata because you don't know what Yehud Tata is. So you have to first know all the terminologies, and then you can figure out what the acronyms are and what they stand for. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Rashi Tevis. So Nefesh Ruach Neshama are the Ikar ones that we're going to be discussing. That's the Rizal says is Nefesh Ruach Neshama Chay Yichida. They ain't Suffolk. They're not Kriya Shemus and the Scars Mikro Bizdamin. He says obviously they're not random names that we call them. Amnam Daki Adam Atzmai who are Ruchnias Asher Betoycha Guf Vaguf Ulevusha Adam Veinay Adam Atzmai. Just some pelvic words that the Rizal writes, which we all. Know, but it's just beautiful to see it written down. He says, Amnam da, you should know. And we know that the word da doesn't just mean intellectual knowledge, it means das, which is part of my part of who I am. It's integrated knowledge. <laughs> who are you? You are Ruchnius inside of a guf. The guf is just the lavush for the man. You're not your guf. You are the Ruchnius inside of you. Okay. And then he goes on to explain the Dalar Lamas and explains that that's, that's these these five uh, these five five chalakim to the neshama. And he says that each one of these each one of these chalakim nefesh ruach and neshama represents something else. Chelik of nefesh, he says, represents the concept called asiya. Nefesh is the 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 easiest way to probably explain it. Probably the I don't know if it's a, the most accurate way to explain it. Nefesh is the energy that allows the body to be able to function as a body. So, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, but if a person has a body and the body's, the body's no longer amongst the living, so all the kalim that are there, that are capable of seeing, hearing, smelling, talking, can't do anything anymore, right? Now, the ears are still there with all the, all the blood vessels. Everything's there. Why can't the ears hear after a person's dead? Because there's no neshama inside of the person, which means the plug uphold 
And Mamela, the neshama, but the nefesh, which is the lowest part of the neshama, which is involved in the oilam asiyah, is no longer there, and therefore a person is not capable of using his body to, what he, to doing what he's supposed to be doing. That's the chilek, which is called nefesh. Nefesh is connected to the world of asiyah, and it's that which is it's sort of like the bridge between your neshama and your guf, and it allows your guf to be able to function. That's called nefesh. Ruach is above that. Ruach represents the, the midas, the emotions of a person. That's a little bit more spiritual. It's not as, it's not as physical. Asiyah is much more physical. It's action, it's labor, it's doing something. Ruach represents something a little bit more spiritual. That's your emotions. Emotions are more, in, more internal. Emotions are more than, in, more than just the asiya. That's the higher part of a person. And then neshama, which is nefesh, ruach and neshama. Neshama represents the actual machshavas of a person, the moich of a person, the seichel of a person. We're talking about the chachma binadas of a person. All of that is represented by that aspect called nefesh. So there's, ne, there's, there's, ne, there's nefesh, ruach, and neshama. And each one of those represent three different aspects. So a person which... That's what we're going to be talking about a lot, these three chalakim. Now, the, in general, every one of us have these three chalakim, but there's also, without going into this, there's a in, in, in the swarm that a person can also gain to move from one level to the next, which means every, that Rizal says that every, right, every person is born with a nefesh, and then as you grow, you can go from nefesh to ruach, and as you grow, you go from ruach to neshama. What does that mean? How do you grow from both? Don't we all have intellect, emotions, and actions? So... The difference between somebody who has a, 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 somebody only has nefesh and somebody who has nefesh ruach or nefesh ruach and neshama is what's the driving force behind the things that you're doing. Somebody who's living in the world of nefesh is, is very is very It's about actions. It's about the things that he's doing. Somebody who's a little bit more pnimizdik, who's already elevated himself to all ten levels of nefesh and got to the level of ruach, his emotions have a lot more have a lot more of an effect on the way he lives his life. And we're talking about holy emotions, talking about emotions which are, which are proper, dvekas, a person has proper hergeshim, those have a bigger, a bigger chilek in the way a person acts. And then there's the higher part, which is neshama, when a person is able to get to the place where his life is run based on his intellect, based on his chachma, based on chachma bin adas, based on the part of him, which is called seichel. Those are three, again, every one of us have actions and we have emotions and we have intellect, but when a person rises to a higher place, a person go from just being a chitzayni, just involved in, in actions, then a person go from being a yid who's a pnimia, a pnimi, somebody who has pnimia stem, somebody who's involved in the world of hargish, a real hargish, then a person will rise to the place where he's living his life based on intellect, based on seichel, based on das, of knowledge of the Rabbanu Shalom, and that's the highest level, which is called the level of neshama. Now what the Baltani is telling us over here is that in each one of those three chalakim, which is called nefesh, ruach, and neshama, each one of them have 10 parts. So there's nefesh, ruach, and neshama, and then in each one, there's 10 chalakim to nefesh, ruach, and neshama. Now, what are those 10 chalakim? Those 10, those ten chalakim are the 10 spheres. And those 10 spheres are, are he says, is kenegen, the 10 spheres al What are the 10 spheres al What are the 10 spheres inside of us? So, bekitzer, 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 nimrat. When the Rabbanishim created the world, the Rabbanishim had to do something called tzimtzum. Because it's impossible for something called infinite. If it ain't safe, build a create a finite space. Right? And that's the biggest, the biggest, the biggest stira. You know, the biggest, the biggest, uh, Mystery in creation is creation itself, is the fact that there's able to be a space which the Rabbanu Shem has been samsam himself and created a vacant space called the Chalapani, and inside that vacant space, the Rabbanu Shem created the world. It's the biggest, it's the biggest, you know, I remember Rabbi Berkowitz even said this once, he said, it, the biggest kasha in the world is not, is there a Rabbanu Shalom in the world? It, it, how could the Rabbanu Shem exist? The biggest kasha in the world is how could we exist? That's a much bigger kasha than how could Hashem, how could Hashem exist? He's in Saif. Of course Hashem could exist, but how could finite people exist if, the, if there's infinite everywhere. So that's a, that's a massive, massive kasha. But the Rebbe created something called Tzimtzum, and in a way that we won't be able to understand it 100%, the Rebbe created a vacant space, and in that vacant space, he put all the alamas, starting from the highest alamas, from Adam Kadma, and all the way down to Atzilas, Bri, Yitzir, and in those worlds, he created 10 spheres. Now, the way the Rebbe 
But this outside that that tzimtzum, there's. Right, but how do you make a sp- you can't make a space inside of Timtum. You can't make the space inside of inside. Right, so you explained what the Miyayim was. The Russian created that Right, so when, however he created that space, that space is now, the way the Rabbanishim expresses himself in that space can't be in an ain't-safe way, can't be in an infinite way, because then the world would cease to exist. So we have to create a vacant space, but he has to also express himself, Kaviyachal, in that inside space. What was the thing before the Kosh Baruch made the world? No, then it was just ain't-safe. It was infinite. It took up all space and all, and all time so and all. So you was, was a creation. So you was a creation. Yeah. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of something. Anytime we talk about the, the word "beratius," already means that there's already there's already it's bays. Bays, right? The Torah begins with bays. Bays means that there's period, that there's separation. That now instead of everything being infinite, being ain't soif, now there's now there's a soif. Now there's a world, and the world is limits to the world. And the world has limitations, and it's finite, not infinite. So Hashem, you know, begadol chachmasim, begadol chazdei, created a space called the world. Oilam, Oilam means what comes to Lashon of Halam. He created, he hid himself in that world, the Tzimtzum, but nevertheless he expresses himself in this world. However. The, the, the challenge is that if Kaviyachal, the Rosh would express himself in, 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 a, in an infinite way, so then the world ceases to exist, right? If, if the light, if the floodlight shines into that space, so then there's no space anymore, right? So there has to be a space where the floodlight is not shining in its strongest form. So what the Rosh did was he created something called spheres. And spheres are different ways, different emanations of the way that Rabbanu expresses himself in this world. Right, the simplest example, the simplest mushal that the Sfarim talk, talk about a lot is if you have if you have the, the sun. Now you can't look at the sun directly. If you look at the sun directly, the person goes blind. Right, the light of the sun is too strong. You look at it directly, the person goes blind. So what do you have? You need to have some sort of separation, some sort of mirror, some sort of sunglasses in between you and the sun. Now the, there are different color, the different the difference in the color of the shade of glass that's in between the sun and you will directly affect what that ray of the sun, what color of the ray of the sun is coming into your house. If you have a green one, it will come in as green. If you have white, come in as clear. If you have yellow, it will come in as yellow. So the light of the sun is the same, but based on what, based on what piece of glass, what pane of glass you put in between the sun and your house, that's what will come in. Stained glass windows are colorful because it's shining through the prism of many, many different colors. Spheres are the same thing. Again, we're, we're trying to be Mitzamsim to, to try to explain what it is. It it's different ways, it's exactly. It's different ways of Hashem expressing in soif in a finite way. So there's Chachma, there's Bina, there's Das, there's Chesing, Vur, Tveris, Netzach, Yisrael, Malachas. We'll talk about all, we'll talk about the all Barichas as, as we go through it. We'll get into each one of them and what they represent and what their aspects are. But, but they're, they're, that's what they are. There are 10 ways that Hashem expresses Himself in a finite way through, in, into this world. It's not like one is more expression than the other. It's different ways. It's not one's more than the other. They're, they're higher and lower. Yeah, they're higher and lower. Right, so Which means more panes of glass right. in between more will mean that there's, that there's less light right. coming so through. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. For example, and we mentioned this already in Perik Beis, what's the difference between Olam Atzilus and Olam Asiyah? It's just how many levels of Levushim are there in between right. Ain't Saif and in between the world. So it's all the same, but the question just is how many layers of glass are there in between that Ain't Saif and between the way it expresses itself in the house, you know, given that muscle of the light shining into the house, how many layers of glass are there in between? So even you know even in the spheres itself, we see there are chalukim, you know, based on you can have a darker shade of a darker shade of, of a darker tint and a lighter tint. The darker the tint is, the less light comes through, right? So it's the, the it's the light is the same, which means chalila to say that ain't safe is 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 anything is anything other than ain't safe. We can't give a name to ain't safe, but when ain't safe can express itself in this world in a finite way, those are called spheres. Even the word spheres comes from Russian of 
comes to the lashon of support, story. Story means that I'm a tzamtzam something to try to give it over to somebody else. Comes to the lashon of uh, numbers. Comes to the lashon of safir, which means a, a glass which has no has no color to it. It's a light on itself. It's own. The Ramak says many many different different words that come from that that, that are to explain what the word spheres mean. But that's what the spheres are. Now, when the Rosh ten ways that what ten ways that ain't safe expresses itself in this world and interacts with this world. It becomes an art in this world. Exactly. So we talk about, let's say, the Rabbanisha manifests Ein Saif in Midas Achesed through a specific prism of light called Midas Achesed or Midas Agvura or Midas Atferis. All of those are ways that the Rabbanisha interacts with the world in a finite way. So when we talk about a Midah of the Rabbanisha, Khalid, let's say that that's Atzmius. You can't, you can't say the Rabbanisha is Rachman or the Rabbanisha is, is, is a Baal Chesed. Exactly. The way that the Rabbanisha expresses himself in a finite world is in a way that the finite people can understand, because that's the whole point of it, is that there, the whole point of the creation of the world is that there should be a finite space so that finite people can live in it, and the finite people should be living in Magalak void Machusa. So it has to be in a way that finite people can understand that, <coughs> finite beings can understand that. So every one of us are Makabal, and, and we're all the Rangshams being manic the world in different ways based on those ten spheres. It's very interesting, by, the, by, by Mount Terror, it says that when they saw, when they gazed, they said, Kalumna Sasakar. That, that's where this comes from. Sapir is much as fierce. That means that they, 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 they saw all the manifestations? Yeah, that's, it's, it was... A, it was a, yeah, the word Sapir, the word, that's all kinds of... That's one of the, one of the way things Ramak says is it's connected to that word. Huh? Oh, okay. But it's, it's, it's... So when we talk about every, everything, everything in, 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 you know, in the Mekubal and the Svarim it always refers to 10. 10 is always going to be the, you know, the prime number, the prime example. Really, it's five is also a, mass, a major number, which we'll talk about that in a second. Really, five is also a very, very big number, but 10 is always the big number, because 10 is 10 spheres. So you'll find 10 Mamarim that the Russian created the world with, and this 10, this 10 Asaris Adibris, and this 10 Makis. Everything revolves around the number 10, because everything can be you know, focused back onto these 10 spheres, because ultimately, that's the way the Russian created the whole world. Everything. The seven days of creation are the seven lower spheres. And the higher spheres are above that. And then there's the way it came up. Seven, seven's also uh, right, because seven are the lower seven of the lower spheres, which is Chesed Gurtvers. That's how you said because that's why it's Teva. And then there's Chachem Bin Das, which is above that. But you're right. Seven, seven and ten are those are the two breakdowns, which we'll see in a second of the spheres. The seven and ten. There's three and seven. So when you put them together, it's ten. When you split them apart, and it's and it's three. Really. Yeah, okay, whatever. It has a lot to do with the number five also because there are five chalakim to the neshama and really there's four worlds and a fifth world on top of it. Yud Kevavke is really four letters and the Kutzah Shayur, there's a lot. Five is really a massive number also and really everything breaks down into five. Even when you could break the spheres down also, break the spheres into five also. There's, there's Abba and Ima and, there's, and then there's Arampin and then there's, there's Malchus. You could also, whatever, they also could be broken down into, into five also split up, but whatever. It's, it's not Negev for right now, but that's what the, the Baltani is telling us is that there's 10 spheres, and those are called the spheres al Yainis. That's the way the Rabbanishim created the world, and every one of us, the Pelot is where the Rabbanishim created the world, they created with the Tamamarim, which means everything, everything in the world is created with a certain aspect of a sphere. So everything, everything can be boiled back to one of those 10 Mamarim. Everything, everything finds its root in those 10 Mamarim. Any of the sense of there and no, the Tamar said the Rosh created the world. Vayomer, Vayomer, Vayomer. It says, it says, which are connected to the Sarsa Dibris. But this, it says Vayomer nine times, abrasions. Nami, Maimru, those are Tamar Marsh created the world. Those are connected to the ten spheres. So everything in creation can be boiled back to one of those ten spheres. Everything, now, the chilik between, between us, between Klal Yisrael and everything else in creation is that we, we are not just, we're not a creation. We're also a manifestation of godliness itself. Right? So if, if everything in the world can trace itself back to one sphere, we can automatically trace ourselves back to all 10 spheres because we are, the word Adam comes from Adam al We are similar to our creator. Why? Because we're Chelik Chelik Haimim al Mamish. 
So Mamela, instead of us just being a manifestation of Chesed, Gvura, Tferis, Netzach, we're not there, we're all of it, all of it. We have to contain within it the whole, the whole hierarchy of all ten spheres inside of us, because we are Chelik Alekayim Mamamash. So if the way the Ravanishim created the world, and the way the Ravanishim expresses himself in this world is through these ten spheres, so then we, the Chelik Alekayim inside of us, which, like we just said from the result, is the real us, is automatically contained within it those ten levels because we contain everything within it. And that's why we're so complex, right? Human beings are so complex because we have, it, well, maybe we'll talk about that, at some point, all the 10 spheres have their, there's a balance going on and there's a battle going on inside of us, chesed and gvura, two opposites. And inside of us, there's a called chesed, there's a medical gvura, gvura, and there's tveris, which is trying to be meyached to, and then there's netzach and hoid, and then there's yisoyed, and there's a lot of ba- internal battles that are going on inside of us, just because we're a mix of a lot of different things. Animals are one thing, either an animal of chesed, animal of gvura, you know, however you figure out how every animal fits into one of those mamarim, but it's very simple. The animals are not very complex. They don't have a lot of feelings and emotions going. Human beings are very complex because even just the nefesh of a kiss, forget about it once you talk about the nefesh of Bahamas, once you talk about the battle between those two, even in the nefesh of a kiss itself, there's a lot of factors that are playing out in every decision that we make. There's a, there's a, that's where it begins. And then there's the beat, the emotions. And then there's the action that we do. So there's a lot of things that go into every decision that's made and everything that we do, every action we do. And the middle are very, very complex. So there's nefesh, ruch, and neshama, which is again, seichel, midas, and, and the action. And in each one of those three chalakim, there's also, there's also 10 spheres which are found, which I'll say in a second what those 10 spheres are. Clear? Is it, is it possible that something in this world can tap into, into let's see, Hashem and be limitless? And, be, and is there any connection that we would have it? Or we have to, because we're in this world, we have to be complete, everything has to have like a cipher. Is it possible you can connect to that? Only by being David Hashem can you have any shaykhs to, to being infinite. So tight. Right. Yeah. Part of the screen, this the, you're chelik infinite, but it's. Do we get to that point where because we're in this world, we're limited. We're world. The more, the more you're davik to ain't safe, the more you become ain't safe itself. The more spot. More you, the more you can have. You know, I should say you become ain't safe. The more you can have that concept. The more spot. Fine. And So, which means you have to be mavatel yourself beyond the tzimtzum to connect to something which is not not with tzimtzum. Yeah, I guess so. Because there. So he, say, he says like this, yeah? He says, So we talk about these 10 spheres, so we can always split them up into two basic categories. There are three imois, three mothers, and seven doubles. We'll talk about in a second what that means. Those are called the shalosh imois. Those are called the three mothers. And the seven days of binyan. Shehem, which, which is Chesed, Gvur, Tferis, Bechulu, he doesn't know about that, Sechari, Yisrael, and Malchus, which are the other four. Chein b'nefesh ha'adam, shenachlekes l'shtayim, Seichel u'midais. Seichel k'aylel, I'm just going to read it. one more line, then we'll go back in Chazor. Seichel k'aylel, chachma binodas, v'amidas ha'avas Hashem, u'pachtav yirasu, u'lefaroi, v'chabad nikra imois, u'makar l'midas, k'amidas ain't told us chabad. So if you want to split, break it down into two categories, all the spheres can be broken down into two categories. One is called chabad. And one is called seven midas. One is called seven midas. Chabad is called the imois, which means those are the things that, that give birth to something which creates, right? The mother is the one, as we spoke about in Paragbez already, that the mother is the one that takes the zera of the father and then brings something out. The purpose of Chabad is to bring out midas, which means the following. If it, the more intellect I have, the more my emotions are capable of actually being real. If I don't understand something, so then my intellect, my, my, if I don't know what something is, 
if I don't understand its essence, if I don't understand what it means to me, so then my emotions to, be, to it are going to be very limited. Right? If a person walks to the Kaisal and has no, no connection and no understanding of what it is, so his emotions to be able to you know, work in a way which is proper are going to be very limited. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know, what he's, he doesn't know the context of what he is. He doesn't understand Yerushalayim. He doesn't understand what Kaisal is. He doesn't have any context, any intellectual spiritual knowledge to then be able to activate the emotional part of him to then be able to feel emotionally connected to what he's doing. I was talking to somebody today, he told me, you know, I, I believe in the Rabbani Shem 100%, but I feel absolutely nothing when I do mitzvahs. So I said, okay, do, do you have any relationship with Hashem? So he said, no, I have no relationship with Hashem. I'm, 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 I, I, I don't have much to do with him. Do you, do you, have, any, do you have any understanding of what tefillin is? And what Shabbos is? And what mitzvahs are? No, I don't know. I do it because, I don't know, it's my parents, it's my grandparents, it's my grandparents, so that's... that's so then how do you expect to be emotionally connected to something that you have absolutely no understanding of what it is? You have no context to get any emotional attachment. You put on tefillin, but you don't know it. Yeah, so there is a need to itself of, of your neshama inside of it, which could be activated just by putting the tefillin on itself, the asiyah. But ultimately, if you want to have a real deep emotional connection to your tefillin, it's only going to work when you understand what tefillin are. Otherwise, the whole thing is, it's, it's missing something that's kosher. Why? Because your chabad's not there. And therefore, because your chabad's not there, so now your midas are not going to be working. Therefore, the chabad, which is and das, and we'll talk about it in a minute. What, but we'll be right in here. He starts talking about what the difference between Chachma and Das is. But once I have intellect, and we'll talk about it as a Kaliyas Tikkazach, once I have intellect, once I have knowledge, once I, once I understand things, then I can ultimately activate the world which is called Midas, which is my emotions. What can happen, and we'll see this by the Nefesh of Bahamas, what can happen at times is Mamish the opposite. What can happen is that I get emotionally attached to something. And then it works its way up to intellect. That's the side of Klippa. That's where I convince myself, right? I, I, told, I was telling this guy today, I was talking to him about this concept. I said, you know, the, the, the example is a person buys himself, a, buys himself you know, a, a nice car, right? So why do he buy himself a nice car? Because he wants a nice car. And then he'll convince himself, well, he doesn't need the nice car, right? And he told me, I bought a Tesla, but no, I drive on the road a lot, so it's very easy with the automatic drive. It drives me a lot, right? So first is the emotion, I want something. And then I can then go ahead and intellectually convince myself of what I want. It works like this with Tivus, with all Midas Royce. Everything, it begins, Fakir, the, the, the chasaran in the Nefesh of Amis is that it begins in Midas and works its way up to Chachma. But in the side of Kedusha, the way it works is in Chabad. It works in the intellect. Once I understand something, when I, once I grasp something, once something works for me, then it can go down to the world of Midas. And ultimately, from Midas, it can then filter its way down to the world of Asiya in a way which is proper. So it's Chabad, Chabad the Mois. Then it goes to the seven Midas. And then from there, it goes down to the aspect which is called, which is called the Malchus, which is the world of Asiya. Now, even though he calls them Shalosh Mois, really it's not in Kabbalah, they're not called three Mois. It's really called an Avan and Aim. Chachman Bina is called the Avan and the Aim. Because as we'll see, the Chachman Bina always work with each other. Right, the Chachma is you know, the, the, the overwhelming machshava, and then Bina is where it's maven davar, mitoich davar, that's where it begins to break things down. Let's call the av and the aim, that's the zachar and the keva. They always work together. So he's calling them three imais because when you focus on the av and the aim, the one that brings, the one that's moilid something is the aim versus the av, but ultimately it's through a process of the av and the aim, we're just calling them shalash imais because ultimately their goal is not is Hailada of the Midas is to give birth to the actual Midas. Then when he talks about the talks about the seven Midas, he doesn't say seven Midas. What does he call them? Mm-hmm. Shevakfulas. Why are they called Shevakfulas? So in the Sefer Yitzira, which is the first Kabbalah Sefer ever written, it's Yuchastav Ramavinu, the Sefer Yitzira, which is the first one that talks really about the ten spheres, Sefer, Sefer Yitzira tells us that the, the Isis of the Aleph base could be split up into three categories. One is called Amash, Aleph Mem Shin which represents Chachma Bina and Das. Those are letters which is the, the, the main, consider the main primary letters in the Alavez. 
then there, are, then there is Sheva Kfulais. There are seven letters that could be read one of two ways. And then there's Yud Beis Pshutis. Now the seven Kfulais are the letters that could be read one of two ways. So we don't know, we, we don't pronounce, I shouldn't say we don't know, we know what all of them are, we don't pronounce all of them differently, which means a Beis and a Vez, that's, 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 that's a Kafal. Kaf and Chaf is a Kafal. It's, it's Beis, Gimel, Dalid, Chaf, Pei, Resh, Saf. Right, so Beis we, Beis, we pronounce differently, Beis and Vez. Gimel and Dalid, we don't. Although some Sephardim and Taka pronounce a Gimel and a Dalit differently. They, have, they, they Taka have the Havara that they pronounce a Gimel more as like a J, more as like a J and there's a proper Gimel. Taimani. right, that's what they do. They do it, there's two, there's two, it's a hard Gimel, it's called, it's called, a, um, it's called, a, it's, it's Kasha and, and, and Rafa, I'm not the Lashon of the, of the Sefi Yitzir, where one's called hard and one's called soft. So in a Kaf and a Chaf, we know what that sounds like. In a Sin and a, sin and a Taf, we know what that sounds like. In a Bays and a Vase, we know what that sounds like. In a Gimel and a Dalit, we don't know exactly what that sounds like. But that's, you know, like the Taimani, they have some, they have Messiah on what the difference in a gimel, a hard gimel, and a soft gimel is, and a hard dalad and a soft dalad is. And reish, nishaf pei, saf, and then reish, pei also, we have a pei and a fei. And then, and then reish, reish, we have no Kabbalah on, but apparently in the days, this is brought from the earliest farm, in the days of Sanhedrin, they used to talk, I have a, there was a difference between a reish, a race with a dugish and race without a dugish, and somehow it was lost over time. They say that in Tferi was the last place that had this Masera and what it was like at the times of, I think already by Shani maybe. They still had the Masera and what the difference between a hard race and a soft race was. We lost that. Those are called the Shavak Kfulais. Those are the seven letters. And then after that is the Yud Beis Kfulais, which are just the regular letters. An Aleph, an Aleph is just an Aleph. That's called the Yud Beis. That's called the Yud Beis Pshutis. Those are the regular letters which don't, don't contain any, different, any, any specific thing. It's interesting that the, the Sef Yetzirah, when it took. So Aleph, Mem, and Shin are considered the primary letters. It's the, t- it's the first, middle, and end, except it's not the last letter because the last letter is a kafal. last letter is a saf tuf. So it's a letter before, which is a Shin. Shin, Shin? No, but those are two separate letters. Right? No, it's two separate letters. Right? Huh? No, there's two versions of a Gimel and two versions of a Dalit, and two versions of a Bez and a Vez. So when, when, we talk, when we talk about, so we talk about the yud base Pshutas, it's interesting, Sefi Tzira says that every, every one of the months is also one of those yud base Pshutas. Every, one of the, every, every month of the year has a letter which is Miucha to that, to that month, right? So every month has a specific letter. Those letters are the yud base Pshutas, those are the 12 letters. So again, that's the Sefi Tzira just says it's three, seven, 12. Let's say you split up the 22. The Chav base, I say, huh? Oh, so what does it mean, Shivas Binyan? So Shivas Binyan, so it's funny because he uses a few Lashanis, Shavak Fulais, Shivas Binyan, and also called Shavimidis. Shivas Binyan is partially the way the world is created. That the world is created in a way that every single day, and you can go through every day of creation, was created in a, in a, in a, in an aspect of those, one of those seven meters. And ultimately the seventh day, which is Shabbos, is Malchus. That's why Shabbos, Shabbos Malchus, Shabbos represents the Malchus. of the Rabban Shalom ultimately coming out, Lamaisa, that's the greatest gila. That's what we've been talking about in Arab Shabbos, that the greatest gila of the Malchus Shemayim takes place on Shabbos. Shabbos is a gila of Malchus Shemayim. It's when the Shechina becomes revealed. And that's what it means that Shabbos is called Shabbos Malchus, because Shabbos is the day which represents Malchus. But every day, starting from the first day of creation all the way to the end, represents another one of those, another one of those seven midas, which are called Chesed and Malchus. Where do we find the seven midas in davening every day? Yeah, what do you say? Chasham, Chasham, so where do you find all, ten, all seven over there? So it's L'chashem Gdula. Gdula represents me this a chesed. Gdula means expansiveness, which is very much connected to the world of chesed, which is giving, which is outpouring, which is love, which is ahava. That's the mid of chesed. L'chashem Gdula Gvura. Gvura is obviously Gvura. Manetzach v'ahoyd. L'chashem Gvura. L'chashem Gdula v'gvura v'atferes v'anetzach v'ahoyd. And then it says, Kichol v'ashamayim v'aretz. That's called Midas HaYisayid. Shetan Zerah Kaddish. Midas HaYisayid is called Kol. 
represents everything, and it's the one that's koilo shemayim and oretz. Ultimately, what the tzaddik does is the tzaddik is the one who's ma'achet shemayim v'ara. Zerkadosh says that the tzaddik is the one that connects shemayim and oretz. That's why kikol ba shemayim v'aretz represents the tzaddik, and kikol is 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 gematria yisaid because that's what the that's what the tzaddik does. He's kol ba shemayim v'aretz. He's kol everything into one aspect. Chitzonis and pnimius, gashmis and ruchmis is all the same by the tzaddik. It's all the tzaddik, and then kol ba shemayim v'aretz. Lachashem amlocha, lachas is is malchus shemayim is malchus. So ultimately, you find all seven of these spheres, which are the Iker spheres we're talking about. You may have been talking about the Elamasa. These, these are the seven spheres we talk about. So again, there's three imois, and those imois are then meant to create those three children, which are called the Shevi Yimei Binyan, Shevi Yimei Binyan, which is Chesek Vur Tferes, and that's a Chodisayin Malchus. And he says, for example, in, the, in, the, in, the, in a person itself, you have Seichel, which is Chachman Bin Adas, and we'll talk about exactly what Chachman Bin Adas is, but those are the three parts of it. And then Bahamidais is a Havas Hashem. What's a Havas Hashem? That's Chesed. Right, that's obviously an expression of chesed. So in a very simple way, I'll explain this, I'll explain this, you know, we'll get to it next week. But the more, the more I understand who the Rabbani Shalom is, and the more I know about the Rabbani Shalom, the more that can awaken inside of me and I have for the Rabbani Shalom. Right, this is the Rambam. The Rambam writes, how does a person come the day of Hashem? You have to look around the world, and be mizabayna in the godless of Hashem, recognize the greatness of Hashem in creation. We'll talk about it this part. In creation, out of creation, but recognize the greatness of the Rabbani Shalom. The more I recognize the greatness of Hashem, it's like the Rambam, I come to Ahava and I come to Yira. I come to love the Rabbanu Shalom because I have tremendous, tremendous feelings of, of gratitude towards the Rabbanu Shalom for everything he's done for me personally and for the world as a whole. And then I also have Yerush from the Rabbanu Shalom. I realize how great the Rabbanu Shalom is that the Rabbanu Shalom knows the machshavas of every person. The Rabbanu Shalom created every blade of grass and every animal. And so that also brings me to a level of Yerush and Pachan from the Rabbanu Shalom. So the more I'm hisbainin on something, there's obviously a central theme in Chabad that hisbainin us brings to me this. Hisbainin us brings to intellect, right? One of the differences between Chabad Chasidus and Chagas, which is the Pilish of Chasidus, is Chagas was focused much more on the emotions being more involved in the emotional world. And Chabad said, Fakir, start from the Chabad, start from the intellect, and the more you're misbeinin, and the more you're learning deeper, deeper, and deeper Torahs, the more it's gonna awaken inside of you uh, the world of Chagas. So, so you can work, you, you, can, open, you can open up Sifri Chabad, and, and all they're talking about is very little, like it's not practical, and it's not, it's not Lamaisa, it, it's, very, it's very lofty. Talking about Mamali Kalam, and Sev Kalam, and Levushim, and Partsufim, and, and Sviris, so about very, very lofty things, but ultimately it's to give you some sort of Hasaga, in a lakos, and the more hasag you have in a lakos, the more your chabad becomes alive with that world called a lakos, the more it awakens inside of you, the midas and the mela, it awakens inside of you, the maisa, which is then a, re- a direct result of the chachma coming together with the midas, and then, it, and then it results in a proper action. So it begins in chachma, and then I'm misbeinen, and I think about it, and I get into a state of tveikis over being misbeinen and the godless Hashem, and then it brings the midas, which is the havas Hashem, which is two aspects of gvura, pachad, and yira, Right, there's Yerusha Raimimus, there's higher levels of Yerusha, there's Yerusha Einish, there's Pachad, Yerusha, and also, and, 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 and his Sparos of the Rabbanishlam, right, which is talking about the greatness of the Rabbanishlam, which is also in Yenif Tferas, Bechulu, and he doesn't go on to explain the other four. Baker focuses on these three. We'll see every time he, every ta- come out every time he brings it, he always brings these three, and we'll talk about it from them. Why? He brings the Havas Hashem, Pachti, Yerusha, Lefarai. He talks about Chesed, Gvur, and Tferas, Baker. He doesn't get into Netzach, Hayyid, Yisrael, and Malchus. The Chabad, Nikra, Imois, Makar, Lamidis. Chabad is called the Imois, they're the mothers, and then the Makar for the Midis. Ki Amidis, they told us Chabad, because the Midis are the told us of Chabad, the Midis are that which then allows that world of Chabad, of, of that world of the Midis to be able to come. That's from the told of Chabad. So that's Be'ikr, that's Be'ikr what we said. We'll have to get to next week. I don't want to start the next part. Oh, so because Imois is Imois is the main thing that that that's moivet. In the Gemara, it's Avin Tolva. Right, Mesach Shabbos. It's always Avin Tolva. Right, but but Tolva. When it comes to Tolva, Shabbos. What does the Avin Tolva mean? 
exactly this. It's no, a what, what's it's, it's not it's exactly. Yeah, it's a big difference. But it comes from that. No, no, it's a difference between a subcategory and and a leda coming from something else. And an av can have a subcategory. Brok aradavu. An av can have a subcategory. Where's it coming from? What's the source of the word? Your arm it comes from the same source. It comes from It has something. It has something, but it's not. It comes from the same source. But it's not a direct result. It's not. It's not a birth. It hasn't been birthed by the by the father, right? The only difference is if it's a zakhor in the cave, if it comes from the father or the mother, but it's birth. No, it's a big difference. A father doesn't give birth to kids. Mother does, right? So a father is the shape. A father again. Depends. Depends. But either way, either way, the wife, the wife gives sometimes birth. It, sometimes, it, sometimes the father gets credit for the birth and sometimes the mother gets credit. But regardless of who gets credit, regardless of what type of baby it is, it's always going to be the mother that actually takes the, the seed of potential that the father, the father gives and turn it over a nine month you know, period into, into a baby. So in Kabbalah, it's the same thing, which means the Av is, like Yossi is saying, the Av is, that, that's source, you're right. So what Avicen told us, yeah, it's source, Ultimately, it has a shaykhist to that, but, but it hasn't gone, it's not a direct result of a process that happened in the, in the world of the av and the aim to then create that tolda. But when we're talking about spheres, spheres are, it's not just a subcategory, okay, there's, there's you know, chachma and then the subcategory is a hava, they're not subcategories, it's, it's a process which through the, through the, 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 the process of chachma bin adas, there's now a haylada, there's now a birth which takes place, it, it's a direct result of, of, of it going through a process of labor and a process of nine months of pregnancy to then create something. So it's a, it's a hilada. So you're right, every, every avantolta is also the same thing, but it's, it's more like sort of saying it's a subcategory. So it's still called an avantolta because you're right, it has a shaykhis, but it has a shaykhis to, to, that, to that seed which is creating. It's not, and it doesn't have a shaykhis as a direct. That's what I was asking. But he, that's why he's, that's why I that's think that's why that's why he dafka does imayis because the difference between an av and an aim is that an av just gives the seed and the aim actually takes that seed and creates it through a period of sitting in it for nine months, which we mentioned I think last time or two times ago. The nine months represent the nine spheres which lead to malchus and then mainly able to come out with something. So it's a it, it's a process which brings out the hilada. So the chabad is a process which the hilada of chabad is then be this. They're not subcategories. There it, it, it's it, it's birthed through the process of chabad. So that's why the, I think that's why he calls them dafke imayis, even though really in Kabbalah they're also called an avan name. Chachma bin is an avan name. Nevertheless, he's calling them imayis because ultimately what we're talking about is how chachma bin and das are the bite, are, are create something which is called to love. So next week we'll start talking about the, the spheres a little bit more with Pratis. I'll talk about bigger chachma bin and das. We'll talk about how, how, they, uh, how they create those midas through the process of his